Alright legends, welcome along to Scheme Me Up Body. I'm your host Rodney Stewart and we're getting into Star Trek Discovery Season 1 in this episode and uh, yes, this is uh, episode 6 entitled Lethe, I want to say that is L-E-T-H-E, Lethe I'm hoping that's the way that that's spelt I'm hoping that's the way that that's pronounced probably isn't but it is what it is we'll just continue on with us here uh of course uh in this episode um the captain is getting to know tyler a little bit better and actually uh offers him the uh chief security officer's job on the, the uss discovery and uh Tyler accepts, of course, but uh, the big part of this episode is about Burnham and Sarek. And at the beginning of the episode, Burnham is coaching Tilly on what she needs to do to get to the captain's chair and Starfleet and whatnot. And they're doing laps of the discovery. And... uh, Yes, after that there they go for a bite to eat together in the mess hall and uh, Tilly sees Tyler and, uh, you know, she's like the the bubbly little teenager in the series and like she's excitedly goes to sit with him. Uh, but Burnham, she's fairly suspicious about him, uh, you know, hearing the rumours of, you know, he supposedly took on dozens of... Klingons and survived and whatnot, and uh, you know that does eventually uh, prove to be fairly accurate to be suspicious of them. But we're jumping ahead of the the game right here. But uh, they sit down to get to know each other a bit better. But when she shakes his hand, she feels this pain and sees Sarek unconscious on the the mess room floor. What's happened here is, in this episode, there's a a mission of uh, possible peace between a couple of the houses of the Klingon Empire, and uh, Sarek has been selected to go and, you know, check the viability of this meeting with the the Klingons to see if there's anything to it and whatnot, but en route to going there he was his ship was sabotaged by uh, extremists from Vulcan logic extremists and uh, we get into that a little bit deeper in the episode it turns out there's this group small group of extremists on Vulcan that want Vulcans and Vulcan itself to remain 100% Vulcan 100% 100% logical and not have their uh, culture polluted by humans so of course uh, we find out at one point uh, later on in this episode that and we already know there's a connection between Sarek and Burnham and she shares this Catra but we get a little bit more detail in there in this episode and it turns out that these extremists at one point tried to murder her whenever she was younger and uh, Sarek used his uh, 
pretty much shared his catcher with her to save her life at that stage and since then they have this connection and now that I'm saying it out loud I'm pretty sure we already got that in an earlier episode it's been a while since I jumped into the discovery but uh, she wakes up in sick bay explains the memory of the bombing the main meld Sarek saved her gave her a part of the catcher she asks Lorca to help her um, Admiral Tyrell confirms Sarek's mission and location and promises to find him but uh, Lorca is like you know what the discovery can be anywhere he wanted to be in no time I'll go get him you know you can tell the Falcons you know no problem I'd clear up their mess for them so uh, Lorca is Lorca we do get to see a bit of a darker side to him in this episode and that's like you know while I'm recording this podcast, like I've already watched uh, up to season three of Discovery, so I know where everything's going, but I'm trying to stay in the moment for this episode. Um, they leave uh, the jump of the Discovery to uh, this region of space where Sarek is at. He's inside a nebula, so they need to get in there with a shuttlecraft essentially and try and find him, but his transponder's not working, so they come up with the idea. Uh, of creating uh, a mechanical mind meld sort of device to make it as simple as possible you connect this machine up to burn them uh, she can enter the re-enter the mind meld situation with Sarek and try and discover where he's actually at to get him to wake up turn on the transponder of his ship um she does that she she finds herself back in the memory when her mother gave her a copy of Alice's Adventures in Wonderland and Burnham confronts Sarek and they fight uh, you know this happens a couple of times uh, because it's his conscious and he hasn't invited her essentially she's came in here without an invite this time so uh, he pretty much <laughs> blasts her out of the main melt and uh, <laughs> such a, a funny little way it's done you know it's almost like one of these computer games you know like Street Fighter where Ryu goes and blasts you across the screen and that's exactly what he does with uh, Burnham in this episode and uh, he gets kicked out uh, Tyler uh, orders the main meld situation to be stopped and head back to the discovery. Burnham protests and Tyler reluctantly lets her try again. Meanwhile, Cornwell and Lorca, she's came to the discovery on a personal mission to work out what's going on with this man. And uh, she's known him since he was. Since they were fairly young, and uh, he hasn't been acting like himself since the uh, destruction of his f- former command, and we get to discover, you know, more about why he's not acting like the Lorca that she thinks him of, uh, thinks him of as. <laughs> I need to do these podcasts whenever I'm more awake and can speak better. Apologies. Anyway. Uh, yes, Cornwell, Lorca relive a memory from their past with a drink. Cornwell 
turns to the present and expresses concern about Lorca, especially since the incident in the USS Brown. Lorca still insists he's okay and turns the conversation to uh, get her in the bed, essentially. Uh, back with Sarek and his memory and the main world, Burnham confronts him, uh, what he's hiding from her. He finally shows her the memory. Uh, she, up to this point, believes that uh, you know she is supposed to be the the best of humanity for the Vulcans, you know, and she failed him in that uh, mission. And she believes this memory that he's trapped in in this episode is he's dying, and the last thing he's thinking about is the failure that she brought into him and her Vulcan family. But, uh, you know, Tyler does say in the episode, you know, I've faced death quite a few times and, you know, that's not the sort of things you think about. You know, you think about the people that you love and uh, the stuff that you didn't do or the stuff you could have done better. And uh, she goes back into the mind mill and finally gets Eric to show her the memory of him hearing the news of her rejection. Uh, the Vulcan expresses concerns about... Uh, the the guy that's in uh, charge of this Vulcan thing that she's trying to get onto uh, the exploratory mission for the Vulcans, whatever you call it. Um, he decides that, you know, because of Sarek's long history and service to the Vulcans, he will allow one non-Vulcan into the programme and uh, the problem is if he lets Burnham in now that uh, Spock won't be fit to get into it whenever it eventually comes to his time to join up and uh, sorry I can't believe what he's hearing at this point he's like what do you mean my son and the Vulcans pretty much say well he's half human he's not full bred or full blood Vulcan, he's half human, so you know, we'll allow one of these people, you know, either your adopted daughter or your son, in here, but not two of them. You're gonna to have to make a choice. So, what Sarek has been holding back from Burnham all these years is the fact that he chose Spock over her, and uh, he decided to admit Spock and not tell her the full story. Uh, he then admits he felt shame and allows her to find him and wake him up. Um, gets his ship transponder turned on. Uh, they eventually find him, get him into the the shuttlecraft and bring him back to uh, the Discovery. Back in Discovery, Cornwell, she's in bed with Lorca and as he sleeps, she touches a scar on his back and on instinct Lorca. Jumps up awake, uh, holds her down by the throat. He's got a phaser in his hand, he's got it to her head. Then he backs off and apologises, but this here is the last straw for Cornwell. Now convinced he's not stable enough to handle Starfleet's greatest weapon, she leaves, promising that he will not have it for long. Lorca then heads off to sickbay to learn about Sarek's rescue. Uh, Burnham thanks him for letting her go on the mission, but he says he did the mission for her, and you know he wants people to be uh, 
pretty much he wants his crew to be there for the the fact of they want to be there sort of thing and like it's and he's trying to play it off as an act of goodwill and this episode again there's a bit more to that later on um he offers her the sign he offers her a science station post on the bridge official and she thanks him again and then she goes into the sick bay to confirm that Sarik remembers what happened between them he doesn't talk about it but Burnham promises that they'll do it one day you know he's now that he's awake he's back to the the logical Vulcan again whereas in the the mind meld he had broken down his walls slightly and let her know what the score was and what his regrets were for that day but now they're in the real world let's say he's not going to talk about it uh thing is right now at the end of this episode Sarek can no longer continue on in this uh, peace mission for the the Vulcans and the, the Federation to meet these Klingons so uh, Lorca decides that you know Cornwell would be a good person to take over from uh, Sarek and he manages to get her sent off to check it out, check out what's going on with these Vulcans. Um, coming up towards the end of the episode, we're back in the mess hall again, and Tyler invites Burnham for a chat, and Burnham admits she will never get from Sarek what she wants as a father, and uh, she says that's kind of okay because you know I always thought I couldn't give him what he deserves, but now I know that I'll never get what I deserve, sort of thing. So, uh, yes, she is dealing with huge, huge emotions in this episode. And she's over a couple of things of, you know, I feel like this, but I want to do this. Uh, you know, I'm angry, but I want to love all this sort of stuff. And she's like, what is this? And Tyler's like, that's been human. And uh, there's a part earlier in the episode where we, while we're in the, the memory of Sarek, we get to see Burnham having a chat with her, her mother, and uh, the mother says, "You know what? You're not f- fully Vulcan. You're human. You're human, brought up in the Vulcan way. But don't forget that you're human, and you're going to have to, you know, nourish that side of your personality, who you are, where you came from. It all has to work together." And by the end of this episode, she, Burnham manages to, through Tyler, telling her that these emotions, is just, you know, you've just been human. And for probably the, the first time in the, this run, this series, Burnham drops the, that Vulcan shell that she's got around her. And, uh, you know, she, you know, there's a lot of emotion comes from Burnham, but this is happy emotion at the end of this episode for a change. And uh, she introduces herself to Tyler once again. And he's like, we've already met. And she's like, no, have we? Let's try it again. So, you know, they're uh, heading off in their new friendship, let's just say. But at the end of the episode, uh, Cornwell meets with the Klingons on... Uh, Cancri 4 I hope I'm pronouncing that right Cancri uh, She's led into a room hosted by some of the population's elders Cornwell begins to greet the Klingons 
but just after she completes an introduction, the Klingons kill the two security officers that's with her, uh, leaving Cornwell uh, calls holographic image appears and my England is crap. I was just reading over what I had written there and it just does not sound right. Uh, the Klingons kill the security officers leaving Cornwell. Oh well, okay. Right. They kill the two guys but don't kill her. That's what I was meant to say. And that my good God, I need to work on England a little bit better. I should probably go and get electrocution lessons as well because I can't speak right at all <laughs> I know that's their own word too <laughs> I love that joke but you know uh, what is the actual word for that elocution lessons is that the way you pronounce it but uh, it sounds like electrocution so I like to never need to use that word just you know use a word that's the same but totally wrong because it annoys someone somewhere along the line anyway Calls holographic images appears, and and Klingon says he is pleased that these two houses have captured her instead of Sarek. This is so much better, and uh, he he says because you've proven yourself, you're going to get the cloaking technology for your warbirds. Uh, in English, he tells Cornwell, looking forward to meeting you. Uh, Back at the end, of the very end of the episode, we're back in the the discovery once more, and Saru is at Captain Lorca's quarters, and informs him of Cornwell's abduction. Lorca, uncharacteristically, uncharacteristically, it's a huge word for this time of night. I do apologise. Uh, Lorca orders him to go get direction from Starfleet Command. Instead of going after her himself, and Lorca's or Saru is kind of like, you know, well, this isn't like the captain. Usually, we just do uh, our own creative thinking in these moments. But uh, Lorca throws up that shield of, you know what, the discovery is much bigger than all of us. That's the most important, strongest ship in the fleet. We can't afford to lose it. And if this isn't a trap, you know, we're going to have to have the backing of Starfleet. Uh, we'll go get her, if Starfleet says, to go get her. But, you know, we're not going to go without clearance, more or less. And uh, Saru heads off to get in contact with Starfleet. But this was Lorca's plan all along. You know, uh, Cornwell was threatening to take the command of him. And she did say before she left the ship to go meet the Klingons that, you know, once I return from this mission we'll discuss, we'll discuss how you're going to step down and after you get help we'll see about getting you back into the captain's chair again. So, um, Lorca sent her off on this mission hoping that this would happen and at the end of the episode you see him standing in his quarters on his own Fold, folds his arms looking out into space and the camera pans down and, and they, the back of his trousers there's a, the phaser is tucked in there again so you're seeing uh, a much much darker side to Lorca in this episode but again knowing the series and where it's going to go there's a lot more to this character than what uh, we know at this point so it's, it's good good stuff now this series here you know um, 
I've probably, well, I'm pretty sure I've said it in pretty much every review I've done. I am, right now, as far as the new shows go, I'm fairly, I'm fairly content with them. Uh, there, there's no secret about it, like the, the classic shows, you know, the original series, Next Generation, DS9, all that stuff. Love those shows. Could watch them over and over again. The rewatchability factor so far for me with the the new generation of shows, uh, Discovery, Picard, uh, you know, it's it's not as high as what the original shows were. Like, you know, if I come across them on TV, it doesn't matter what time of the day or night it is, I'm going to sit down and watch one of those episodes. But with this new uh, generation of shows, I don't feel that they... The rewatchability factor is really there for me quite yet. I'm hoping for big things from Strange New Worlds. It does look absolutely flipping amazing. I have to say that show looks absolutely great. That's probably going to be the strongest show so far from the these new shows. But you know, it's uh, as far as I know, it's going back to kind of the original formula. You know, like episode of the week sort of a deal. But it'll have, you know, character stories run throughout the series, but you're going to have, like, a different story, like uh, the original shows were. So I'm looking forward to checking that out. But the big... Uh, the big problem I do have of these newer shows is there doesn't seem to be enough story in the shows to, uh, you know, run a whole season. Like, I know we're only talking... Around about 10 episodes per season for these new shows. But it feels like there's about 3 episodes worth of storyline and it's been stretched out to the full length of the of the, the series. And I don't know if anybody else feels that way, but I definitely am feeling it. You know, especially in... I was so looking forward to season 2 of Picard. And we will get into that. Get caught up with that. With this show... As soon as possible, but I'm really, really feeling it. You know that exact thing for Picard season two. It just seems like there's so much stretching going on with the story, and it's it's not just with new Star Trek. Like there's a lot of new shows coming out now. Where I'm, you know it's it's almost. It honestly feels to me right now that the. The TV and movie industry has now became the music industry. You know, was, music isn't as good as it used to be. And it just feels like it's very formulaic. And it almost seems like TV and films going that way now. Because we're trying to put out so much stuff. You know, and it's just... And it makes sense as well. That, you know, if you're going to be trying to put out as much content as you can as a, a, a movie company or a television company... Or a streaming service, you know, like the writing isn't going to keep up with the schedule, and you know a lot of the writers is probably trying to stretch out the stories because of that fact. So that's you know it's probably just the nature of the beast right now. But you know it is what it is. But having said that, there I'm on, you know, I'm on board for anything. Star Trek, anything science fiction mightn't be as good as the older stuff, but uh, it's there, you know 
uh, you, you know, it could be worse. You know, we could still have no Star Trek and just stuck with the old classic shows. But, you know, we are getting new stuff. And, you know, maybe I'm just hitting that age in life now where I'm turning into that grumpy old man or it's just like, you know, mm, back in my day, things were so much better. But, <laughs> but uh, I'm trying not to be that grumpy old fart. But... Uh, it is what it is. We'll see what happens as we continue on checking out these new shows. Either way, I'm on board for it. So, guys, if you enjoyed this episode, please give it a little written review. Share it along with anybody you think would be interested in this science fiction nonsense from a big, fat Irish agent over in Northern Ireland here. And, uh, yes, I'll talk to you on the next episode. Stay safe. This has been a production of Coins Age Media. Thank you so much for listening.